This is the Fertile Mindset Podcast, where we explore all the emotional aspects of fertility to support you on your path to parenthood. My name is Sarah Holland. I'm the Fertile Mindset Coach and a mother to two children after my own fertility challenges. I hope you find all the support and inspiration you need within this podcast to carry you forward on your fertility journey towards your own successful outcome. It's also my wish that through listening to these episodes, you rediscover how to enjoy life now and live it to the full while you wait for your baby. Now, let's begin today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fertile Mindset podcast and our first interview, which is very exciting. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing a conversation with you that I had with Rachel Bolton, who is the founder of Plan Yourself Pregnant at planyourselfpregnant.com, where she supports women and couples with her really truly holistic approach to fertility with the Path to Pregnancy membership. Rachel and her team get to the root cause of fertility issues using advanced testing and a proven system, and she creates customised plans that are unique to each person to optimise their fertility and help them get pregnant faster. Now, what I really love about Rachel's approach to fertility is that she very much includes the mindset piece in everything that she does. And she has some amazing, very simple, but powerful strategies to support fertility. And she shares them in this interview. So you are in for a real treat. Now, before we go over to the interview, I want to remind you that we are in launch week of the Fertile Mindset podcast. And we have a really big giveaway happening right now that you can take part in to be entered into a draw to win a one-to-one package of Fertile Mindset support Zoom sessions with me, which is worth £360. There are three ways that you can take part. Firstly, by subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen, and that will mean that you're notified when each new episode goes live. Also, by writing a review on Apple Podcasts, and thank you for doing that. That would be amazing. And lastly, by sharing about the podcast anywhere that you wish to on social media. You can find podcast posts to share on Facebook at Fertile Mindset and Instagram at Fertile underscore Mindset. To enter the draw, just send a screenshot of each subscription, review or share to support at FertileMindset.com and for each one, you'll be entered into a draw to win the one-to-one package of Fertile Mindset support sessions. All the details of the draw, including the closing date, are at fertilemindset.com slash podcast. So now let's go to my interview with the lovely Rachel Bolton. So hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining me at my first podcast interview. It's such an honor to have you here. Thank you. Hi, Sarah. And I am so excited to be here, too. Thank you so much for asking me to come on today uh, and can't wait to, for our conversation. Well, you know, it, you were the obvious choice, Rachel, because we've been talking for some time now and I really love our conversations that we have around fertility. And I love the way that we both work in different ways, but we're both very much focused on the mind and the emotional aspect. So I can't wait to see what we talk about today. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, I know that you want to talk about how to get off the emotional roller coaster. And this is something that's often talked about, isn't it, in fertility is, is the emotional roller coaster that people find themselves on, the ups and the downs. Um, so I'd love to hear your take on it and, and how you see that experience for, for people dealing with fertility issues. 
Yeah, so I feel like this is one of the, the biggest things that I see women going through. And I know it's an overused phrase, the emotional roller coaster, but it just really fits because I see how, you know, with a cycle, it happens every single month. There's that hope and that excitement and that build up at the beginning of the cycle and all that preparation that goes into having sex at the right time and eating the right food and, you know, all the things that women are doing to improve their fertility throughout the month. And, and that build up, that excitement, the, the feelings that they get, the, the emotions that, that happen throughout a, a cycle. And then it can come crash, crashing down when they get their period. And so there's this big up and then there's this big down. And that can be so wearing. It can be so painful and difficult and disappointing and frustrating for women um, when they're going through that over and over again. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's something that people don't expect, is it? You know, it's understandable to have that hope and that positive attitude at the start, but it's so hard when it, like you say, you, you reach those dips down and it all comes crashing down again, knowing that you've got to pick yourself up ready for the next month again. So I know you've got all kinds of strategies to share and, and they're things that you've talked about with me before and I know are really effective. So it's going to be really good to share those, but let's dig into first then a little bit more around the reality of it and and what it really feels like to be in that cycle like you say of excitement and hope but then getting to those those hardest points and I guess one of the hardest times is is when you get your period isn't it or a negative test result is is that crashing down day yes exactly that and and it's the fallout of what happens at that point so I know that you know you speak about this with your community all the time in terms of how important mindset is and you know something we've spoken about before is that you know, with a fertility journey, it's really 80% mindset and 20% strategy. Because if your mindset is not in the right place, then you're not going to be taking the right action steps, you get demotivated. You know, there's all that that sense of doubt when you get your period of like, well, have I, am I doing the right thing? You know, all those limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts of, well, you know, this, will it ever happen for me? And and that can be so painful, you know, when women start asking themselves those disempowering questions uh, and really having the seeds of doubt and worry and anxiety and, and frustration around, you know, is it going to happen? Because maybe they put all their hope into thinking that, you know, this month was going to be the month. Uh, and I, I see this all the time, you know, in my Facebook group and, you know, women thinking that, oh, I can, I feel, felt this twinge or maybe this was implantation bleeding or, you know, building up the hope. And, and particularly if they're a couple of days late, that seems to be like the real clincher, which can then, you know, re re really come crashing down from that. If they're a couple of days late, then there's that hope that builds up even more. Uh, uh, and so then I think the fallout from that is that, that doubt. Uh, and when there's that doubt, that feels really uncomfortable within the body. It feels really, you know, there's that loss of trust that then happens for women as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was interested when you said there at the start about a fertility journey being 80% mindset and 20% strategy, which I think a lot of people would be surprised by that as well, wouldn't they? They might actually feel that though. They might feel, gosh, the mind does have a very powerful effect and the emotions are really taking over. But I think the focus often would be the other way around, wouldn't it? It would be 80% on the strategy and the things that I can do to improve my fertility and supplements I'm taking and doctor's appointments and whatever else I'm doing and actually a very small part for many people maybe even less than 20% is focusing on the mindset and giving themselves 
that emotional self-care and, and tools that they might need. So I think that that was a really important distinction to make how important the mindset is. And of course, that's why we're here. That's why we're talking about the mindset. <laughs> yeah. It's why the Fertile Mindset podcast exists, um, because I think, yeah, bringing that balance back so that we are taking care of the mind creates a massive difference. So thank you for, for pointing out those numbers to us as well. So, yeah, you were talking about doubt and... Yeah. Yeah, so it's once it's kind of lodged in your brain as well, isn't it? Once that that thought is there, it's very hard to kind of move from that. And and like you say, if a period is a couple of days late or there's any uncertainty around that, it's yeah, really really tough to know how to manage it. And I know we're going to talk about some strategies soon as well, which will be really good. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just circling back to the eighty percent mindset, twenty percent mm. strategy. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right that a lot of people don't see it like that at all. And you know, of course, the strategy is really important. You know, women have to work out, you know, get the tests, work out, you know, why are they not getting pregnant and then know those steps to take to improve their fertility. And obviously that's different for everybody. And so there's the strategy, you know, eating the right food, taking the right supplements, all of those things are really important. But the thing is, if the, if the mindset is not there, if there's lots of limiting beliefs, if, if somebody's like in that crash, in that period crash, I call it, um, <clears throat> then it can feel, then, then they're not, you know, then they fall off the wagon. They start doing all those things that aren't supporting their fertility. This, not always, but this quite often happens. And sometimes that can last for a day when they have their period. Uh, and sometimes it can actually last for a lot longer. They're in that sort of darkness, that, that shadow time of, of just feeling like it's all hopeless and feeling like it's not going to happen. And, and there's that like, well, what's the point in doing this anyway? What's the point in taking this action if it's not going to happen? And, and I, I particularly see this with IVF. You know, we've talked about what happens with that emotional roller coaster just throughout a regular cycle. But when women go through IVF, this is obviously like intensified by maybe a hundred or a thousand or a million times because mm -hmm. there's there's all that hope uh, is so much more intense and the, the crash that comes if, it's an unsuccessful cycle is even you know is even bigger um and so that's that space of of having to like um be in that um limiting space that disempowering space where they feel like things are hopeless that can last for a lot longer obviously after a failed IVF and that's the hard part isn't it is is how long that lasts for because with most fertility journeys you know you're wanting to to hop back on and and try again as often as soon as possible as well and yeah it's, it's really hard to imagine how you can lift yourself from that place and and feel hopeful again and, and literally get back on the roller coaster when it feels like a scary thing to do so I think these strategies we're going to be talking about are really important and and thank you for highlighting there as well about IVF um, we've obviously got people listening who are trying naturally, who are trying with IVF or maybe just looking ahead for IVF. But I know that one of the most common times that people seek support from me for um, their mindset and the emotional side is often after their first IVF cycle, because, you know, they've been trying naturally, finding it quite stressful. They thought IVF would be, you know, something that, that brought pregnancy to them quickly and easily, or they just thought they'd be able to manage it, you know, quite easily going through it. And, and the reality of it was, was much more intense than perhaps they thought it would be. And then when they're preparing for a second one, if that was needed, 
that's when, yeah, that focus comes in. Oh my goodness, I really do need some support around this. I need to take back control over my mind, my thoughts, the way that I'm going to manage um, my well-being really through the whole process. So, so I think if anyone is listening who is on that IVF journey or thinking about it, it's, it's a really good time to bring in some, some mindset tools and some support as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I love the work that you do with your community. It's just so powerful. Uh, and, you know, hearing some of the stories uh, and the, the support that you give women um, with helping them, whether they're trying naturally or with IVF, is just so important. Likewise, Rachel. You have lovely communities too. <laughs> you know, that's what's wonderful. There is so much support out there now. And, you know, in this time of, of COVID, when people haven't been able to access perhaps their clinics or support groups in person as much as they've been able to, I think it's really opened up the online support world to a lot of people. And I know you have a, a wonderful Facebook group, which, which gives amazing support to people and your membership as well. So we'll talk more about that at the end, how people can keep in touch with you and, and connect with your support. But I think if people are listening to this and thinking, gosh, I can really identify with that roller coaster and it's just, you know, describing exactly how I feel, all is not lost by any means. You know, we're going to be giving you support and solutions. You're here. The first step is acknowledging and understanding how you're feeling. And then it's taking that step towards towards getting the support and the solutions that will really help you. Mm. So we yeah. talked about doubts and I know there's some more areas of that that roller coaster that you want to talk about so so what else can happen then Rachel? So I think we've sort of touched on it a little bit but I just want to underline it again is that feeling of being stuck mm. so the, the first thing that happens is that doubt am I doing the right thing you know is is am I on the right path and then that feeling of being stuck of not taking action uh, and and then you know it's a little bit like pushing a boulder up a hill uh, and so there's all that work that goes into, you know, taking all those steps, changing habits, doing things to improve your fertility. And this is like pushing the boulder up the hill. And then, you know, when there is that crash, when, when, when we're in that down place, is that letting go of the boulder. And suddenly, like, all that work that you've been doing, you know, all that momentum that you've been building up, then, you know, the boulder starts rolling down the hill. And so it depends on, as you say, like, how quickly you can get out of that. And this is, this is the power of mindset. You know, how quickly can you shift that limiting belief, pick yourself back up again? Obviously acknowledging and making space for those emotions, but really working with your mindset in a powerful way so that you can pick that boulder up again, start pushing that boulder up the hill again. You know, and one of my mentors talks about this all the time. I love this analogy because there's some point where you get to the top of the hill and then it doesn't feel like hard work anymore. So we'll talk about this a little bit later, but you know, with fertility habits, it's about consistency is so important. Doing the right thing for your body is really, really important. So you're going in that right direction. And then after a while, you know, you're at the top of the hill and suddenly it's like all of those different layers that you've been doing, all of those different steps that you've been taking, suddenly you'll start to see the fruit of your efforts and the boulder starts rolling downhill. You've got that momentum and suddenly things are easy and you feel like your body is working optimally and you've done that work around your mindset. Uh, and then, you know, the, there can be stresses. There's always going to be stress in life. You know, this is inevitable unless we sit in a cave and meditate and don't have any external influences at all, which, you know, doesn't, doesn't really happen. Not so happen, there's, no. always, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's always going to be stress. Um, 
And so it's working out how can we build that resilience? Mm-hmm. How can you build that powerful, strong mindset so that even when you do get something that isn't part of your plan, that, that you know, could throw you off course, you, you've built up that powerful mindset and that resilience so you can cope with anything that comes your way. You know, Rachel, when you were talking about the boulder, it was so vivid. I could just imagine that and how demoralizing it is to feel that boulder go all the way back to the bottom and have to start pushing it again. You know, gosh, what a lot of effort that takes. And what I could imagine as well in my mind is, you know, up that mountain, up that hill, there being some scaffolding and some, you know, structure there so that the boulder doesn't have to fall all the way back to the bottom. It can just rest there for a while and be supported before the next chapter of pushing it up again and I think that's really what we're talking about here isn't it you know having that structure and that support so it doesn't feel like it's a constant battle you know you have your your systems in place your support things that you know that really do help you and yeah feel amazing once you get to the top there and it you know takes the effort away yes yes I love that (laughs) thank you so much for adding that that extra piece there Um, and you know that's where community and support and having your team around you comes in because you've got that scaffolding there, which then holds that boulder in place and it doesn't roll all the way down the hill. So yes, I love that addition. Thank you, Sarah. And of course it's support from yourself as well, isn't it? You know, that's where it needs to begin. I don't, I think we don't want always kind of to outsource the support, do we? And rely on other people. I know when I talk to my community and I'm teaching them EFT and, and I'm saying to them, you know, you don't have to just rely on my, the sessions with me or wait for our live sessions online. You've got this tool to use yourself so that you can literally tap into that. So I think once you have that, that trust within yourself and that connection to what you can do, then it's even more empowering, isn't it? And you've got the people around you to continue supporting you, but it comes like from deep within you that you know that you can do this. Yes, yes, absolutely. And this is something I feel so passionate about because it's about empowering women to really believe in themselves and have those tools for themselves because this is where that, you know, that real power comes from. So yeah, I love that you speak to this as well. Let's talk about trust as well, then, because I know that's an important area that you you look at and you look at supporting and turning that around, that kind of trust within yourself, whether that is present or not. Yes. Yeah. And this is something that we see with that emotional roller coaster when women are in that down cycle, when they're feeling the, the doubt, they're feeling stuck. One of the worst things that happens is losing trust in themselves. And so I see this a lot. I I work with a lot of women who've had multiple miscarriages. And when they come to me, there's that deep sense of losing trust in themselves, losing trust in their bodies. And, you know, this is heartbreaking because when we lose that trust with ourselves, then, you know, it's very difficult for anything else to be working well. Um, And so I think part of that mindset work that, that I know you do as well, you know, is about building that trust for somebody again. Um, and I'll talk about the solutions and the ways that we do that in a moment. But but just to really speak to that and say that I think that's one of the most painful things that happens. You know, if if there's that, as we spoke about earlier, when you have your period, you think, oh, this is the month I'm, I'm pregnant. Or if you're going through IVF, yes, this is the cycle that it's going to work. And then it doesn't. There's that big crashing down and that loss of trust in in, you know, in a woman's body, loss of trust in the system loss of trust in the actions that she's taking. Um, And then, you know, that this, this is, this is really, really hard. 
Yeah, absolutely. The, the loss of trust in the body, I think, is is one of the most heartbreaking things to see as well. Um, you know, it's that that disconnection that a woman then feels to her ability to get pregnant to her womb, you know, it's, and it becomes a bit of a battle, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's a lot of a lot of blame and a lot of guilt can can come in all sorts of things. So uh, I think this is going to be a key area for people to, to look at. Absolutely. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes, absolutely. So I'd love to talk about the solutions yeah. now and give your listeners some real strategies that they can take away with and um, support them, you know, with some of these points that we talked about. Definitely. So yes, we're all about, you know, we're going to obviously dive into the reality of it and talk about it, you know, what is going on right now and, and what you might want to prevent happening in the future. But the solutions, and I know you talk about antidotes as well, which I just love, is 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 wonderful because it gives us something proactive and real and tangible and you know focused that we can really do, which I think you need a, a lot of on a fertility journey because like like life has been, you know, in the last year as well, a lot of things can be out of control, and a fertility journey can feel out of control, can't it? But at the same time, there is a lot that you can take control back over. There are a lot of things that you can take action on, um, and that really helps to build that trust and that resilience again. So I'm going to be really interested to, to dive into these solutions with you. I know the first the first challenge that you talked about was doubt, wasn't it, Rachel? So are we going to go back to that one first and see what the solution would be? Yes, absolutely. So Fantastic. thank you for framing that so beautifully. The, the antidote to doubt is to create certainty. And you've already said it there, like there's so much... I think for a woman on a, on their on her fertility journey, there's this that feeling of being out of control with so many things, and and that can be a really uncomfortable feeling within the body, and and so the way the antidote to that lack of control or that feeling of doubt, like am I on the right path, is to find ways of creating certainty, and so with all of these strategies, it's about start with that really easy first step, do something that just feels so easy. Because when we set like something that's really big, it can feel really overwhelming. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to start. So with certainty, just create ways in which you can feel certain and, and do that in like micro steps. Um, and just to kind of talk a little bit about the way that we create, where, the way that I support clients to create certainty for themselves is, is looking at like going back to the, the story we were talking about at the beginning, we're looking at a period and, and seeing a lot of women, I think, feel like it's success or failure uh, at the end of the month when they're not pregnant, when they take that pregnancy test or they get their period. And so what I like to do is to really reframe, really support women to see their cycle in a completely different way. So rather than it being success or failure, to, to have that reframe, that, that mindset reframe. So to look at their period as uh, as measuring like where they are, like what is that baseline that you've got right now? What does your period look like? So we, that's what we measure. And then we look at how does that change month on month? We do this with the cycle as well. So we're aiming to get as close to a perfect period as possible. And we're also aiming to get as close to a conceivable cycle as possible. So there's all these parameters. I won't go into them now. They're like there for another conversation. But um, with a conceivable cycle, you know, there are certain things we're looking at that BBT chart and we're actually measuring like what is happening? What is that? What does that pattern look like? And so when women get their period, when, when I'm working with clients and they get their period, I get these amazing emails and messages from my clients going, woohoo, I've got my period. And, you know, it didn't have clots and I didn't get a headache and I don't have sore boobs this month. And they get really excited and they actually celebrate getting their period. 
And I know if this is if this is concept is new to you and you're listening to this for the first time right now, it sounds really counterintuitive to get excited about a period because obviously when you're trying to get pregnant, your period is a sign that you're not pregnant. But when we measure, when we're looking at those grayscales in between and when we're seeing like, okay, we're, you know, a woman is getting closer, she's getting more fertile, she's getting closer to that conceivable cycle, then she can get excited. And when you get excited about the steps that you're taking, you know you're on that right path. It takes away that doubt because you can see that improvement. And you can hear how passionate I am about this. I yes. get really excited talking <laughs> you about know, this. I'm, I'm getting so excited about this too, Rachel, because I can really relate to that from a personal perspective. It's taking me right back to, gosh, which year am I talking about? 2004, something like that, when I first started to try to conceive. And I had an almost non-existent cycle. And I started charting so that I could understand what was going on with my cycle. And then as I was doing things to support my fertility, I was fascinated to see, you know, what was happening and to see that I'd ovulated and then to see how long it was till I was going to get my period and then celebrate the period because it showed that I'd ovulated. And yeah, it takes me right back to how excited I got and how very in tune with my body that seemed to bring me, you know, and how we were kind of working together. I know it might sound a bit cheesy, but it just felt like we were on the same team. Like it was me and my womb and me and my ovaries. We're kind of celebrating these changes. <laughs> so I can completely understand that. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for yeah, your personal story. I love, love that you shared that. Um, and it's such a it's such a powerful thing. It just changes everything. Um, and so the way that we think about things, the meaning that we give to something really changes that that thought process of how we think about our period, for example, and changes the emotions that we get. So rather than feeling disappointed and sad and frustrated, women then feel excited, they celebrate, they realize that they're on the right track. So, you know, it takes away that 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 big down and mm -hmm. actually they can feel more stable or even up um, when when they have that experience. And the, the second thing I want to talk about is that feeling of being stuck, that that when we get uh, when women get into that place of not taking action or falling off the wagon or or maybe doing things, you know, letting go of that boulder and that boulder going downhill. Um, so that feeling of being stuck. And so it, it's it's like we want to make sure that, you know, there's obviously times when we always when we do feel a bit stuck, when we feel overwhelmed and it's acknowledging that to start with. But then the step is the next step is to think, well, what is that tiny action step that I can take in the right direction? And so one thing that I teach my clients is set goals which are achievable. And so we set bronze, silver and gold goals so that then, you know, if somebody is having a down day, if they're having a day, day when they're feeling a little bit, you know, lack of motivation or they're feeling a little bit down, they set that bronze goal, which is something they know they can do no matter what. It just feels so easy. And so this is something that is like a non-negotiable thing. And so even when they're feeling like either maybe they're stressed, they don't have time, or maybe they're having one of those down moments, they know that they can still take action. So they end the day always feeling like a winner. So the example of like a, uh, a bronze goal, for example, if we're working on mindset would be, I'm gonna meditate, you know, I'm gonna meditate and say the gold goal would be, I'm gonna meditate for half an hour. The silver goal would be, I'm gonna meditate for 10 minutes. And the bronze goal could just be, I'm going to meditate for a minute. I'm just going to be mindful about my breath for one minute. Or like the really super simple, easy was just, I'm going to take one mindful breath per day. And it's like, everybody can do that. Everybody can, can set that really, really achievable goal. So they feel like they're a winner. 
So it's always, it's like, and then they don't feel like they're stuck and then everything doesn't fall apart because they know that they're moving forward towards that goal. Yeah, well, I, and I know you've shared this with me before and you've also shared with me to use it myself. And I tell you, it is effective and it helps me get things done and it helps me get onto my right path with what I want to get done in my life. Absolutely. But when you were just describing it there, like even that one mindful breath or that one minute of meditation, I could just kind of visualize myself just pointing in the right direction then, like pointing towards that goal of meditation and taking, like you say, a tiny micro step, a tiny little step towards it but knowing that you have set that intention and you've set that path and yeah, because we're talking about becoming unstuck, you know, that's the the best thing to do, isn't it? It's just to set your intention in the direction that you want to go. Yes. Yes. And the, the, the third antidote or uh, tool mm. or tip that I want to give today kind of leads on really nicely from this because it's that, that lack of trust that we were talking about earlier, which is the, one of those really painful things that happens when women are in that down cycle of an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And so how do we build that trust? Part of building that trust is doing is, is when we tell ourselves, when we say to ourselves, I'm going to do a thing, it's following through on that thing. So we build that trust in our, we build that self-esteem. Uh, and so having those bronze, silver, gold goals can be really, really helpful in knowing that you know, I'm, I'm going to do that thing that I said I'm going to do. And the other way in which, you know, we help clients, you know, me and my team, we help clients to really build that trust in themselves is we, we look at like, what are they doing? We take those tests, we do the advanced tests, we build in those systems and those ways of kind of monitoring what they're doing. We give them that customized plan so that they know that. So for example, if a client comes to us with recurrent miscarriage and she gets pregnant, then she, she, can, she knows that this time is gonna be different because the actions she's been taking on her customized plan have been different to what she was doing before. She knows that her test results now look different. We, she knows that we've balanced her hormone, you know, she's balanced her hormones. She knows that she's got that conceivable cycle now. And so her whole picture is different. So now she can really trust in that pregnancy and know that that pregnancy is gonna be different from the times when she experienced the miscarriage before. And, and so that's it. I think it's like building in a system, knowing that you're doing things in a different way and really seeing, looking at those numbers, looking at those test results, looking at your hormones, looking at your BBT chart and knowing that the picture is different, that you're on that right path. And, and those sort of physical, tangible things can really build that trust in your mindset, knowing that, okay, this time is different. I'm on a different path. I'm taking different actions this time is going to be different. It's a really informed kind of proactive way as well, isn't it, to approach your fertility in that way. And, and to know, like you say, if you get then as far as you're getting your positive pregnancy test, you have more confidence in your body because you know what has changed before you get there. So you know that your body is healthier, stronger, more likely to hold on to the pregnancy this time, you know, whatever it may be. So I'm, I'm all for, you know, being more informed and understanding our bodies, understanding our fertility, but at the same time, not making that overwhelming, because I know for some people, especially if they're trying to do this on their own and they're doing all their research and reading lots of books and researching online, and it can get very overwhelming, can't it? You know, it's they don't still don't know really if they've covered all the right bases. Um, so I think having a, a, a support structure in place from someone like you, because I know you have an amazing team and you, you do an amazing program with your, your clients. But then it gives you that reassurance, doesn't it, that when you get to that step, you've done enough, you know, and you can kind of relax into that process and take it one day at a time, be present with each day. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Thanks, Sarah. 
Beautiful. This is all, it's all so important, isn't it? It's such important conversations to have. And they're, they're things that do get missed along the way. You know, if, if people feel like they're on a little bit of a conveyor belt of fertility treatment, you know, they're trying naturally, then maybe they're on something like Clomid and then IUI and then IVF. And, and that's all that's really being paid attention to is just increasing the treatment options. I think a, a woman and couple's well-being isn't really taken care of in that situation. And, and it can feel like it's spiraling out of control. It can absolutely feel like that roller coaster. So these have been such important strategies and tactics to bring in that are, are very simple as well. I'm quite surprised hearing you just say them again you know how very simple they are tiny little actions that can make a very big difference yes yeah it's exactly that and it, it, just like I said earlier on it's about building up those different layers and then mm. that builds up that strength in mindset and also that confidence in the body with the, the different layers of fertility habits that you're doing uh, and that's you know that's when the the magic happens it's not it's never one thing, you know, when I see when, when, when couples come to, to us, they, they, you know, it's never, there's never one thing that you can pin a fertility challenge on. There's always a multiple of things that we rebalance. And it's the same with mindset as well. It's about looking at lots of different areas and working with lots and lots of different tools and, you know, supporting women in, in those different ways. Yeah, getting to know what you need, isn't it? Getting that understanding of yourself before you then bring mm -hmm. in the solutions. Absolutely. Well, I know that there are many more ways that, that people can explore the support with you, Rachel. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So we've got uh, the Fertility Heroes Facebook community group, which is a really amazing, supportive group full of really warm-hearted, like-minded women who are just amazing. They rush in and support each other. And, you know, I'm in there uh, on a regular basis as well, you know, helping and supporting um, and so that's that's a, a place to come and connect. There's also my my website, uh, and I'm sure you're going to include all those all those links. <laughs> so I won't I won't repeat them. <laughs> um, and there's also a free gift I would love to offer your listeners, which is a acupressure for egg quality challenge that we did, which has a video for lots of different acupressure points, five different acupressure points that can help to really supercharge your fertility. And there's a focus on improving egg quality there. So um, yeah, I'd love to offer that to, to your listeners. Thank you, Rachel. Yes, we'll be putting all the links on your page at fertilemindset.com slash podcast. This is episode number three. So they'll be able to check that out there. Absolutely. Can I just say as well about your acupressure? Because I, we share a lot of the same clients and, and I hear and feedback about your acupressure and how very empowering it is to have that at your fingertips. I often say that about EFT because that's similar. You know, it's a meridian technique that you use yourself with your own fingertips. But this is a physical therapy. It's I do hear such amazing feedback about how it's taking back control. You know, at different points in the cycle, I can use these different acupressure techniques. Um, they notice the difference emotionally, physically. So I think that's a wonderful gift that you're giving there to, to teach that process for egg quality, which is relevant to, to many, many people. So thank you for sharing that. And that will be a wonderful way to explore acupressure. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. I'm really pleased that we had this chance to talk so early on in the podcast history. I knew that it was you that I wanted to feature here. <laughs> and I'm so pleased you agreed at short notice. Thank you very, very much. Oh, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm so pleased you're listening to the Fertile Mindset podcast. And now I would love to invite you to join us in the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary. 
The Sanctuary is my fertility support membership, which is focused on taking care of you and helping you enjoy your life while you wait for your baby. In the sanctuary, I'll guide you through using an amazing technique called EFT or tapping, and you'll soon be feeling less stressed and more joyful. If you're not already in the sanctuary, do come and join us today because the best time to start receiving support on your fertility journey is always right now. Honestly, it makes such a difference to have good quality emotional support and techniques that you can pick up and use yourself whenever you need them. Go to fertilemindset.com slash sanctuary to join us today. I look forward to hopefully seeing you there and at the next episode of the Fertile Mindset Podcast.